the school is out. Which means it's time for Hot Kids. Hot Kids, for Kids, Bar Kids. My name is Gabriel Feinberg and I'm your host for today. I have Dr. Israel as our guest for today. You can send your questions to 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019. And if you have any questions for him. Good afternoon, Dr. Daniel. I mean, Dr. Israel, sorry. Hi, Gabriel. Nice to be with you. Nice to be with you too. How are you? Well, and you. Nice to see you, my boy. Good. I have got some questions for you. Okay, well, my first question is, what is COVID-19? I'm listening. Can you hear me? No, like, what is COVID-19? Like, is oh, it... what is COVID-19? Okay, so you, you probably know the answer to this question, but COVID-19 refers to a novel virus. A novel virus means a new virus that the world has not seen before. Um, coronavirus 19, because we, it was, inv- it was founded or discovered in 2019. That started off in the, in the area of Wuhan in China and spread to the world from there at the end of two, started at the end of 2019 into 2020. And now, as we all know, has spread into almost every country in the world. That actually answers a lot because I thought in general, COVID came from the actual China. I didn't know there was a specific uh, place. Like, and I didn't know that COVID-19 with certain parts, like with the 19, it actually stands for the date it was founded. It's quite interesting. That is, that is correct. Oh. And it's, we, we still, we still don't know whether COVID-19 started inside a, what's called a wet market, which is a market where um, animals were being sold and did it jump from what's called a zoonotic virus, a, a virus that started in animals that moved into people, or did COVID-19, um, was it really in a lab that was experimenting with viruses that somehow managed to probably accidentally get out? But the thought is that it probably came from animals and it moved into human beings and through the spread of international travel, which we don't, never used to happen in the old days, but today it happens a lot. COVID-19 spread very quickly, um, to all parts of the world. Yeah, there are other viruses that have come from animals. In fact, there are other even coronaviruses and coronaviruses really are what the word corona means is it's from a, it's from a crown because it's the shape of the virus. And we know that there are other viruses in the world that come from um, animals from bats and, you know, various viruses. Not all viruses come from animals, but, um, that, that has happened before. But, um, you know, in this specific case, we think that this animal, that this virus came from certain animals. It doesn't affect all animals. So a lot of people ask, like, can my dogs get coronavirus? They can't, as far as we know today. But, um, we, we, in this specific case, we think this started from certain animals and came to humans. And it's now obviously largely a human virus. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. That song was We Are Friends from Takalani Sesame. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Gabriel Farnberg and I'm your host for today. So let's carry on from the questions. Um, sorry about that, but 
Uh, did I ask what makes coronavirus so dangerous to humans? Good question, Gabriel. So we know that we've had lots of coronaviruses before. Um, they haven't been so dangerous to humans. In fact, as you might have said at the beginning, I'm a GP in Joburg, and I've seen lots of patients, maybe even you before, with coronavirus as just a normal viral infection that normally causes a cold. But this coronavirus in 2019 has been a coronavirus that has a lot more what we call complications than other coronaviruses, which means that a small number of people who get coronavirus can get really sick from it. So most people who get coronavirus just get colds or flus. So if you get coronavirus, you stay home and you have to stay home for about 10 days and then you get better and you go back to school and uh, that's what happens. But if you one of the unfortunate small number of people, you, those people could get really sick from it and end up with what's called pneumonia, which means that's like an infection of their lungs or other complications and land up in hospital. And we know also that older people or people who have other things wrong with them, with their hearts and their lungs, could land up in hospital with, with complications. And that's why, because there's a percentage of people, a number of people who get sick with coronavirus, we want to keep most people away from getting coronavirus so that they, we don't, they don't land up being those sick people. So, but as you said, coronavirus can turn into pneumonia. So I would normally think pneumonia is a whole different type of like, virus or disease to the body. But COVID-19 is like the flu in a way. But it now goes from COVID to pneumonia. So how does that work? Because it goes from one type of virus to now another sort of problem. Even better question. Okay, so the way that works is like this. A virus is, is a very, very small, almost germ, bag, that gets into your body. It doesn't, we're not talking about where it goes in your body. It can go, a virus can go anywhere in your body. So other kinds of, so flu is a virus, like you said, and the one that gets what we call gastro, which is in your stomach, that's a type of virus. And there are lots of different viruses that can go in your body. Coronavirus, COVID-19, um, is, a, is a virus that normally goes into your body. It often affects the respiratory tract, which means it goes into your nose and your throat and your, and your upper airway. And it can get into your, what's called your gastrointestinal tract, which is where your, where your tummy is and your, and your colon and then cause you to have a runny tummy. But in some cases, and again, it's not most of the cases, it could get into your lungs. And if it got into your lungs and caused an infection there, that would be what we call pneumonia. What pneumonia is, it's not a different type of virus. Pneumonia is when, can happen when a virus affects your lungs. So the coronavirus goes and starts eating in your lungs or living in your lungs and causes an infection in your lungs, and that's called pneumonia. So it, it, like it, go, it evolves in a way, so it's like if it gets to a certain point. So how do you know when you get COVID-19? What are like the symptoms? Okay, so interestingly, a lot of the people who get COVID-19 don't know that they have COVID-19. So there's a lot of studies, we call them, out there where people have COVID-19 and they don't feel anything. That's why we have to be so safe and make sure that even if you feel nothing, 
that you still, when you go to school and you're at shul or wherever you're going, the shops, that you're wearing a mask and that you're socially distancing in case you have COVID-19 and you don't know. But there's a big part of people who get COVID-19 who will feel that they have it. And if they do have it, some of the things they could feel are headache, sore throat, of temperature, you know what a temperature feels like when you feel hot and cold, achy body, a dry cough, maybe a rainy tummy, a nausea, um, and then sometimes not being able to taste or smell nicely. But those things are not all the things we feel. So some patients that we see will only have some of those things. And someone could have a dry cough and a sore throat, and someone else could just have a rainy tummy and a sore, and a sore tummy. And both of those people could have COVID-19. But if you have some of those things, it doesn't mean you have COVID-19, but you should speak to your parents and your doctor to see whether they think you could have COVID-19. So as you said, with also like the last question, uh, COVID is a virus normally and uh, it's dated. Um, so what about with flu? Flu is not the biggest thing. So would you call that COVID like that? Just say the question again for me, Gabriel. Like this, like you have flu and then we have something called Spanish flu, but they're all flus. And some people say that COVID-19 is a flu. But to the point you're saying that COVID-19, it's only just saying it, it was made, it was like founded in 2019. So would you do the same for like the Spanish flu? If it was like founded that, you'd say COVID, whatever date it was. So that's a good question. So, so, so why did they call this COVID-19 COVID-19, but they didn't call the Spanish flu the 1918 flu? So the reason why is because the world has learned since then that they didn't want to start naming this after a place. I mean, they could have called this the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus. or the, But then people would start blaming Chinese people and say, it's your fault that we have this. And it's not their fault because they didn't know that we were going to get COVID-19. So instead, they decided to name COVID based on the year. But in those days, they didn't do that. They based the virus on where it started, and it started in Spain. So the last one of these big things that happened across the world was called after the place. But now we've become very what we call politically correct, which means like doing the right thing for the most number of people we can. And we instead, we just named it after the year. So, but the thing is, how does that help normally? Because we know if, if it was China that was made. So how does it normally help to the point, though? To, to the point of what? To the point of knowing where it came from. Oh, well, how couldn't we have named the Chinese virus? I mean, either way, we would have found out that it's from China. Because it doesn't really help people to know. It doesn't help us to know how to treat it, where it came from. It helps us more to know what it is and what it does. So we just give it a name so we know what we're talking about, and then we kind of move on from there. And that's why we call it... COVID-19. Okay. So now, let's say that for protecting, so a mask. Do you think that wearing masks actually prevents 
COVID. Because in my opinion, I know I don't have anything related to a doctor or anything, but what I've heard is that it really stops you from having it. But then if I think about it, it's not like a surgical mask. And like in, I think, Sweden, if you have COVID, you you put on a mask if you don't, you don't need to. So what is your opinion on that? Okay, so we, we don't have a cure for COVID at the moment. You, you can... There's no medicine you can take to make COVID go away. There are things you can do to take that we think doctors can get people to help if they get COVID, and especially people who get a bit sicker from COVID. There are now new medicines in hospital that you can take. But for someone who gets COVID, they just have to stay at home and get better. But the, and we don't have a vaccine yet, which you might ask me about later, but the most important thing we can do at the moment is we can prevent people from getting it. So... There's lots of there are studies that have shown that wearing a mask and washing your hands prevent people from getting coronavirus. So if you remember at the beginning of COVID-19, when people were coming from overseas on aeroplanes, they were bringing COVID-19. There was a lot of spread from people overseas. But now when yeah. people come on aeroplanes. Or, or they, and, and they wear masks and they wash their hands and they keep distance from other people, there's very too little to no spread of COVID-19. And the reason for that is because the studies have shown that if you wear a mask, you prevent the spread. So should we talk a little bit about how it spreads? So that would actually be quite interesting because one – how does, because one of my questions is, bacteria, isn't bacteria love, right? Is bacteria love? Yes. Yeah. So, so the thing is, anything that is living needs somehow some sort of way of living. Now, normally, it's like if we use sanitizer, bacteria can't live on the sanitizer. How can it survive on other surfaces? What does it feed on? How does it actually survive and then jump onto the next person and then it just has a rapid pattern of infecting and infecting and infecting. Just, you were breaking up a bit at the end. They just say that again, how can? So, again, let's just say this. When I spray sanitizer at school, my hands are normally wet, and if I would smell it, it would smell so pure, like so clean. And bacteria can't live on that, as we know. But... How, if you're on an airplane, let's just say from here to Cape Town, would you take, let's just say, two hours? How would the bacteria live on a surface for two hours without infecting someone? Okay, so, so we not, okay, so remember, we're talking about a virus, not a bacteria. A bacteria is also like a type of living thing that can spread and make people sick. And then examples of bacteria are things like, um, also things that cause pneumonia and, um, uh, the, the other, the other things that are bacteria, staph and strep and things are called sore throats and th th those are other bacteria. But viruses, we, we believe can be known, in fact, from certain studies can live on surfaces. So the important thing there, the reason why we sanitize is because if you cough onto a surface, then the, the, when you cough on that surface, if you touch the surface afterwards and you touch your face or your mouth, 
you could get the virus from that. And that's why on a plane, for example, if you weren't wearing a mask and you coughed on the front of a seat and then someone else went and touched it, even over two hours, you, they could get the virus too. That's why we make sure that we sanitize so much. But the important thing to say here is that the virus is spread mainly from person to person, not through surfaces. So instead of us being totally obsessed with cleaning our hands all as the main thing and not touching this and not touching that, the most important thing is that if we're in front of our friends who we don't live with, we need to make sure that we're keeping a distance and wearing a mask and having air around us so that we don't spread from spitting by speech in front of them. So, yeah, so now, now at school, that was our next question. At school, I am getting screened at because, first of all, I'm asthmatic, which is very hard for me to breathe already. And now wearing this mask, I'm feeling nauseous from breathing the same air. And with carbon dioxide, breathing the same air, because when you leave out air, you're, you're leaving carbon dioxide, which, like, when you put a bag over your head, that's why you can... Yeah, even though most people say that, um, it says that we're going to... Actually, wait. Before I finish this, we actually have a song right now. Um, You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. Making today a perfect day from frozen fever. This is Hakit, Forkit, Bakit. My name is Gabriel Farnberg and you are listening to Hakit Show on 101. Uh, wait, 101.9. Yes, I said it right. Hi, FM. Before we carry on with our interview with Dr. Israel, I want to introduce you to my new feature call where I could possibly travel to. Feature. We have been under lockdown and during lockdown, I made a, I made a list of places I would love to travel to after coronavirus. The first place is Japan. That is a place that for me, I've always wanted to go to. My reason is it is the place where technology has taken a step forward and it is a peaceful place and it's got beautiful places like Mount Fuji. That's a mountain I've wanted to just take a picture of. And that's one of my reasons that I would love. Where would you like to go, Dr. Israel, after coronavirus ends? Um, I probably want to go back to Israel, hey? Um, I, I haven't been for a while and we, I'm used to thankfully going quite often and I'm missing it quite a bit. So yeah, I'd love to take my family to Israel, but to Israel, I think. Okay. That is very interesting. I'm hopefully going there for my moment for next year. So now let's carry I on. I hope with- so. That would be great. So, now this is a question I need to ask you so I can prove my friends wrong. As we're saying, I can't breathe properly, like, with it over my nose. So, I'd stick my nose out. 
Now, I'm, I don't know how I could be spreading coronavirus if I'm not spitting on them. All I'm doing is breathing normally. As I, at that rate, the way they're saying it, we must, might as well wear a gas mask because it's airtight. Because either way, when we breathe, it's still the holes under the mask, it comes through. So is it bad to do it or is it okay to do that? It doesn't always need to be done. So, so Gabriel, this is a question that probably most adults should be asking because I think that the answer to this question, adults probably don't know. Um, and, and just to paraphrase, which means say in other words, your question is what you're asking is if we having air going out the side of our masks anyway, then, and, and that's okay. But we know that air coming straight out of, our, out of our mouth is not okay because of spit. Then surely it's okay just to have air coming out of our noses because that's not spit. And that's just the same as it coming out of the side of our masks. But that's not really true. In fact, that's wrong. Because when you breathe out your nose, you're, you're the, there, is, there are little hairs in your nose that, that, that filter your air that comes out of your nose. And they do trap a lot of your respiratory droplets. But there are still a lot of little what we call micro droplets, tiny little spit droplets that, that come through your nose when you breathe. And the way that you can prove that is that if you go and put your face in front of a mirror and close your mouth and breathe out your nose, you'll see that you actually missed up the mirror or the window on a cold day um, just from breathing out your nose, which means that you actually get, you, 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 you can cause condensation and there is little bits of stuff that comes through your nose. So we, we, we know that you can get a lot of respiratory drops that do come out of your nose. So wearing your mask below your nose is, is not okay. It actually spreads corona as well. And we do know that it's hard for people like you who find it hard to breathe. But the studies have also shown that breathing in a little bit more of your the carbon dioxide you breathe out doesn't make much difference because there's not much carbon dioxide we breathe out and there's plenty of oxygen still in the air. And if you use that special thing called a SATS monitor that you put on your finger that you might have seen people have that shows how much oxygen they have, you'll see that even when you wear a mask, it doesn't go down. So it's just about yeah. getting used to that feeling of wearing a mask over your nose. Yes. So what you're saying is we should not do it as much as we can. Yeah, you've got to wear your mask over your nose and under your chin. Okay, so now I know that they're not just doing that to criticize me. <laughs> so now... There is something a lot of people, uh, some people do get when they are, when they get it. Um, I just think of the word it's, um, yes, I keep hearing about people being put on ventilators. So my first question, part of that is, what is a ventilator? And, and like, why, and why are people who have caught it being put on them? Like, it, there's a ventilator being put on down your throat to have air. So ventilators are machines that are only used when someone's really, really sick. We, we don't use ventilators 
for anyone who's not in hospital. So you'll never find a ventilator in someone's house or someone having their own ventilators. They're very expensive machines that stay in the hospital and are run by people who, doctors and nurses who are trained in how to use them. What they're there for is that when somebody, if somebody gets to a point where they can't get enough oxygen in their lungs, and again, this is not somebody who just gets coronavirus. Most people who get coronavirus, and I think a lot of us know someone who's had coronavirus, thankfully will just get better after a few days. But if one of the complicated people who get pneumonia, and even those people who get pneumonia, if they can't breathe and need to get help with breathing and get put in hospital, they might have to be put on a machine that helps them to blow the oxygen and the air into their lungs and assist their breathing. And that's called a ventilator, where we put a pipe in there, down their, their throat, into their trachea, and we breathe the oxygen into their lungs and help them to breathe while they get better from coronavirus. Um, and that's called a ventilator. It's not the same thing as a nebulizer, which some uh, some of us kids might think it is. The, the, the nebulizer is just for people who have asthma. You, you might have one at home to help you open your lungs when you're feeling tight. And it's not the same as an inhaler or anything like that. It's a special machine for hospital. Okay, so now this is the part I'm going to say. I got sent by a friend where Israel has actually made 2,500 vaccines and being tested on people, on two volunteers. So you said that we don't have a vaccine, but as I said, Israel has been experimenting and may have made a vaccine or a cure, um, simple enough, today um, for coronavirus or COVID-19. So the thing is, do you think that's true, though? Because they are showing that it might be tested on people. Do you think it's going to happen? What are you thinking? What's your thoughts on this? Okay, so the great news is that is that vaccines are being developed all the time, not just in Israel, but there's vaccines in the UK, that's in England. Um, there's vaccines in America and there's vaccines in Russia. There's vaccines in Israel. But it takes a long time to make a vaccine because you have to make sure that it's safe, and that it's going to make a difference, and that if we're going to spend millions of dollars on vaccines around the world, that it actually does something, and that we're not going to spend all the time and money of the world to put them out, and then they actually don't achieve anything. So the, what you're talking about is that there's some um, research in Israel where they're actually starting now to test vaccines on people, and yeah. the, and the results that we're getting from these vaccines are very good. They're showing in the blood test that patients are getting what we call good immune responses. They're getting very good immunity. And not only in Israel, even in South Africa, there's a, there's a vaccine program going on and in the UK. So, yes, I believe we are on the way to good vaccines, but it's going to take some time. Okay. So, thank you. We are going to take a... You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. All good, all good. I think we are going to do two more questions. Is that okay with you, Dr. Israel? Sure, okay, well. So, my one, this one is actually, I don't get it. How does the government know how many people have 
coronavirus and don't have because it's pretty hard to work out if that person's there you know especially with South Africa knowing that not everybody has um accessibilities to good hospitals that could probably find it so there could be maybe a couple more thousand people with the COVID that don't know so how does the government say how much of this is has COVID and how much of this doesn't that's a great question. So the, the the truth to that to that question is we don't know, um, and that's why we believe that there's a probably a much bigger number of people who have had COVID or have it than than what we than what we think. Because not everybody who has COVID has symptoms, and not everybody who has even has symptoms goes and gets tested. Um, but what is interesting to know is what we call. Um, the percentage of people who get the percentage of tests that are coming yeah. back positive. So we do as we do tests every day. Or the government does tests every day, or not just the government, but the laboratories. And we look at how many of the tests that are being done every day are coming back positive. And then when the te- that number is coming down, we know that the the cases are getting fewer. And if the number is going up, we know the cases are getting more. Yes. And then obviously the numbers of the case that, that have been tested, we can see how many we've had so far. So that's how we know. Okay. Um, join us tomorrow on another Hakid show only on 101.9 FM. Goodbye, kids. <laughs>